Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning into The RW. This is your host, Brandon Macy, and I am excited to be here this morning with none other than Garrett Delano. What's up, man? How's it going, Brandon? I'm doing good. I'm very excited about having you on the podcast today. Yeah, me too. And a lot of people don't know that at the uh, conception of this podcast, we had a meeting and uh, it was something that you had kind of worked on in the past and, you know, your ideas and vision and stuff just, you know, without collaboration just didn't Mm -hmm. come to fruition. Yeah. And here we are, man. Yeah. We're we're like nine episodes in yeah. now to the podcast. Well, I mean, you guys uh, put the dream team together to make it happen, but um, maybe last year Travis Rigney and I talked about it, and I follow uh, this Instagram page and Facebook page called Humans of New York. Shout out and, to Humans of New York. Yeah, right. And uh, they always post really compelling stories about people just on the street in New York City. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this is this would be a great concept for the church and for what we do because the people in our congregation the people that we're connected to in our you know kind of extended family in the community have so many great stories that need to be told and uh, really moves people and so that's what was my basis for the podcast and then you and I met and you guys have just done an incredible job and uh, sounds amazing the guests are amazing and uh, looking forward to you know who's next Man, me too. And, you know, I get so much out of these conversations. Um, I mean, I've been very fortunate to host um, many of the the episodes that we've already had. You had the opportunity to host, mm-hmm. and you'll be hosting more in the future. Um, just so happens that, you know, you're running this big architect company. <laughs> and Party <so> of three. <laughs> <laughs> party of three. But you guys are doing a lot of good things because yeah. we've had conversations about your business and things that are going on. And then, you know, you're a dad now, too. Yeah, my so, schedule is pretty full these days. So responsibility has ramped up. Yeah, I thought I was busy when I was 21, 22, but I was not busy at all. Yeah, now you laugh <laughs> at those people that yeah. say, I'm busy. My like, brother, shout yeah, out for Shannon. <laughs> I was I was thinking of your brother specifically, because yeah. he probably talks about how busy he is. And uh, when you start having kids, man, your life just takes on a whole new element yeah, and it's a reprioritization of everything. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like sometimes I hear people say, oh, we have a pet. And I'm like... Hey, that was me, though. Yeah. We got yeah. a pet dog maybe three years ago, 2016. And I thought my life had been turned upside down. My wife and I realized just how selfish we really were. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, having your having kids... Um, has a way of teaching you a multitude of lessons. Oh, it's magnified times a thousand. It, it really is. And, you know, as as a parent, honestly, it teaches you to be completely unselfish because uh, there is nothing, I mean, there is no me time anymore mm-hmm. or, hey, I'm going to take this time and do this. I mean, everything revolves around right. your child or children. Yeah, that's why Sunday naps are so valuable. <laughs> Definitely. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned something about the conception of this podcast and, and what we really wanted to do. And let me say right now, if you're listening to this podcast, please like and share this podcast. Go on and rate us because we want to make sure that we're reaching out to as many people as yeah. possible. And, 
you know, I would like to think we're talking about things mm-hmm. that would benefit people. Yeah. And, you know, in in life, the things that we face, the things that we come across um, are only going to be as effective as our sharing of those things mm-hmm. and, and what we went yeah. through in those situations, how we got past those situations. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is we're all facing stuff. I mean, every one of our pasts, are dotted with mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a failure or something that happened in our family or mm-hmm. a life event. We've all been through things, and I think it's so important for us to share those things mm-hmm. so people can go, "Hey, I connect with that. Yeah. I went through that." Yeah. And and you know, I look at Garrett on Sundays, and man, he's wearing these nice suits, and he's all put <laughs> together, and he's he's leading the experience team. For Royalwood, which let me go ahead and say you've done an amazing job with that, and I well, have told you. people this behind your back, so it's not just something that I'm telling you to your face, but you've done an amazing job with that, and people don't realize probably how many volunteers that we have yeah. that makes this thing uh, rock right. every week. Well, I, I would just give a shout out to my my team leaders, uh, Javon and Caitlin Richard with the parking lot team, John Lannan Dial and Bryn Hughes with the uh, greeter team, and uh, it's just an amazing group of people. They make my job uh, so much easier. But you know, going back to the podcast, and, and you you mentioned this, you walk by people on a Sunday morning, and we have kind of like a, a veiled uh, understanding of who people are, sure, and. Um, you don't really get to know them. I mean, you ask people how they're doing and 10 out of 10 people are going to tell you that they're fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but you don't know who they are. You see people who may look like they have it all together, but you don't know what they were 10 years before. And so I think that's what's, what was cool about that, that humans of New York page is that it just gets people down to the basic fundamentals that we are all human. You know, we all struggle. And so that's, what's powerful about the podcast to me. And, um, So uh, I'm just enjoying it. Well, you know, one of the things that I've thought about is oftentimes when somebody has committed suicide, for Mm -hmm. instance, you always read and the people that surrounded them are like, we never saw this coming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the way, if you've ever gone through something like that, I, I can't imagine going through something like that with a family member or someone close. But... I always think, like, how did we not know? Mm-hmm. Like, how did we not know that was coming? Yeah. And in the life that we live, everything's hustle and bustle. You know, we were talking off mic about all the things that we have coming uh, personally, yeah. all the things that we have coming um, as an organization here at the right. church. And if we're not careful, we get so caught up in that stuff yeah. and forget that all of those things are comprised mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. They're comprised of real human beings right. that have real problems right. that are going through real things. And again, we pass each other in the hall and go, hey, man, how are you? Oh, man, I'm great. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you never hear somebody go, honestly, I'm I mean, through it. Yeah. my <laughs> life is in the ditch right now. Right. You know, right. um, and, and I think that's two things. I think, one, we've been programmed to have this outward appearance of everything's yeah. great all the time. Everything yeah. is awesome. Nobody's, nobody wants to be vulnerable. You they know, don't. Social media is a is a highlight reel of their life, and it really creates a space where it's 
it's hard to be real with people. Sure. Well, yeah. and, and, you know, places like Instagram have created this snapshot of life, mm-hmm. you know, as you're smiling with the waves crashing behind you, like, wow, that person is just living in this paradise all the time. Yeah. And they don't see the dirty diapers yeah. or the brother that's thrown up all night or yeah. whatever. And the, the two <laughs> hours of sleep that you get. I mean, yeah. all of this stuff, <clears throat> we end up missing it a lot of times because we're we're focused so much on what's coming next and you know i find this in conversations a lot of times we sit down with somebody we're talking to them but really we're not even listening some of the time to what they're saying yeah you're thinking of what you're going to say you're thinking of what you're going to say <laughs> we're yeah. thinking of what's next or yeah. did i leave the iron plugged in yeah or all this other stuff that's going on and the thing I've loved about this podcast is we can kind of boil all that down to, mm-hmm. hey, what have you been through? Mm-hmm. What are you going through currently? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we team up and help each other get through this yeah. and get through this journey? Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. Marriages, you know, go through things. You know, uh, had a chance to talk to um, Pastor Chad about some stuff with marriage on a, on a past podcast and just all the things that are going on in family life and marriage and job and trying to juggle that and mm-hmm. keep a balance mm-hmm. is so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's a absolutely challenge. It is for sure. Well, and you know, speaking of balance, I, I, I told, I, I told him or in another past podcast that honestly, the older I get, the more I feel like, that's the most important thing in life mm-hmm. is just balance. It's definitely the most difficult thing. Yeah. You know, when you start looking at your life and going, okay, I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to be a dad. Yeah. I'm trying to to grow mentally. Uh, I'm trying to grow spiritually. Right. I'm trying to do all these things. How do I keep it all balanced? It's, it's a juggling act. Yeah. And I certainly haven't figured it out. I wake up every morning trying to keep certain things, you know, in in my in my, you know, constant view, right? Um, and go, okay, well, these are the things that I'm trying to keep in front of me all day, yeah. and, and kind of keep them in check. But it, it's it's tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll never forget uh, an illustration that I saw. I was probably fourteen, fifteen at a <gasps> at a church, and um, the pastor had this glass jar on this table mm-hmm. on the platform and he had all these different sized rocks in a in a pitcher of water and the illustration was so good um i'll never forget it he said you know you can't you cannot get everything that i have on this table in this jar unless you put the big things in first and so he put the biggest rock that he had in the jar first and then it went on down to like you know fine sand but if he had put all that sand in there first there's no way he would have got it got it all in because it would have overflowed right and the illustration is about having a god-centered life what's the we put first things first you know and soccer practice comes last right but if you try to do it the opposite way and your your life is not a god-centered life things revolving around uh christ then it is easy to lose that perspective. But whether we feel like we're stressed or we've got it all together, if, if Christ is the center, then other things can fall around that. And, you know, we, we, we do the best we can, but 
you got to keep the biggest th- big things first. And that's what I appreciate about Pastor Macy. I mean, he preached about that just this last mm-hmm. last Wednesday night. And so um, I think that's the most important thing with regards to life balance. Well, and on Sunday, right? Because he talked about, you know, not right. keeping things. Right, minimize. minimizing yeah. things in our toolbar yeah. and which I thought, I was like, wow, man, we're getting really into the computer age here. <laughs> yeah, he's moving on up. <clears throat> but um, but it's true. It, it takes everyday intentionality, waking up right. in the morning and going, okay, these are the things that I'm going to keep in priority right? And, and make sure that I maintain this balance. And it takes, you know, just like a, a tightrope walker, it takes those left adjustments. It takes the right adjustments. Right. And you know, hopefully you're staying that fine line and, and remaining balanced. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of your childhood and how yeah, you sure. grow up. I mean, I know a lot of people or how you, you grew up. I know a lot of people, you know, don't know a lot about your background. Right. Um, and we, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but, you know, so many people have come from mixed homes mm-hmm. and and blended families a lot more now than what used to be in the past. Right. And I know that's the case with you. That's right. So kind of tell everybody, I, I know you've got some half-brothers, you've got some step-brothers. Got you all got all kinds. <laughs> you, you, you've got it. You've, hit, you've checked all the boxes. Yeah, right. It's kind of tough to explain to some people. But uh, <laughs> so basically uh, my mom and dad um, – had me and my brother Andrew. Andrew's four years older than myself, and uh, they got divorced when I was about three or four. Okay. And um, my mom remarried my stepdad Jay, and they had uh, a son Shannon. He's ten years younger than I am, and so he's my half brother. And my stepdad Jay had a son from his first marriage, Josh. Okay. So that's my stepbrother. And then my dad um, remarried uh, my stepmom, Rosie, and she has two daughters. So I have two stepsisters, a stepbrother, a real brother, and a half-brother. All right. So figure that one out. Well, you know, I remember when we were talking with uh, Torin, he was he was talking a little bit about, you know, his family. And he had a really uh, interesting way. He said, "I we always called them bonus parents. We never said... Mm-hmm that's my stepdad or that's my stepmom or whatever. He said, we kind of looked at it in that way. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, each one of them put something into my life that uh, I wouldn't have had otherwise. Right. Well, and I, you know, my mom remarried Jay when I was, I was five or six and I I grew up calling Jay dad. Yeah. I I didn't call him Jay. Yeah. Or stepdad. Yeah. I called him dad. Yeah. And he was a dad to me, and uh, I, I can't be any more appreciative than I am of him. If anything, he modeled consistency in my life. He didn't have a, a flashy career or um, anything like that, but what he did do is it got up and went to work every day for my childhood and sacrificed um, so that me and my stepbrother and, and my brother Andrew and Shannon could all have uh, a good childhood and same same goes for my mom and my and my dad but um i just can't say enough about um his sacrifice over the years and it, 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 he's like an unspoken hero in my life yeah well and you know these days consistency 
mm-hmm. and, and all those things that you mentioned mm-hmm. are not as common right. as they used to be. He was a mechanic um, working on cars. He would come home with greasy hands every day, black, yeah. you know, and he worked hard. Yeah. He worked hard yeah. so that we could, you know, make do. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as now that you're a dad, mm-hmm. you know, I think once you become a parent, you immediately realize all the things that your parents did for you. Oh, yeah. That you just took for granted, right? Right. And you start looking at things like, wow, they drove over here and picked me up. And like my parents, for instance, who were both very busy, mm-hmm. um, I played basketball growing up, and, and we had the whole concept growing up that it was always God, family, right. church, right. and then everything kind of fell after that. Right. And so I was, you know, I had the opportunity to go to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of our games and that kind of stuff was mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, planned around, around that, yeah. church schedule, which was great because I didn't have to miss those things. Right. And, but one thing that I will say is my parents never missed a game. Right. I mean, there was never a time that they were not at my games. Uh, they, they always supported me in the things that I did. You know, my, my mom, you know, I played instruments growing up and all of that stuff, but they were able to juggle all those things. And now that I look back at it, I had the opportunity to present my mom something on Mother's Day and got a little choked up about it because... Yeah, that was beautiful. Well, I, I started thinking about all the sacrifices that my mom yeah. made, and she went back to college, and yeah. she was a pastor's wife and mm-hmm. a mom and all this stuff, and she was always like the... the She was always going to be the, the school... Uh, in our class, she was going to be like the school mom that always right. brought the cupcakes and <laughs> yeah. did all the decorating and all this stuff. I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, how did you find the time? Yeah. And nobody tells you how expensive kids are either. Oh, no. You find out. It's like a, it's like a well-kept secret among people who already have kids. <laughs> they don't true. they don't warn all the newlyweds. <laughs> they do not. Yeah, there there is a... There, there. You don't get to sit down with like the profit loss uh, right. sheet for being a parent. So sorry, mom, for all those baseball bats I asked you for when I was little. That's exactly right. right. <laughs> or every time you went to the grocery store, going, "I want that in yeah. the aisle," yeah. and your time is coming. By oh, the way, yeah. uh, my 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 kids right now. I was at the store the other day, and my son was like, "Dad, can we get this?" And Dad, can we get this? And it's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. And they make you feel bad about it every yeah. time. You know, and you want to be able to give them everything, but at the same time, you're like, I got to teach them. They don't, they can't get things, yeah. you know, j- just for no reason. That's like, right. I will say this about my parents when I was growing up, we did not just get random stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. My parents were really big on Christmas. Yeah. They were really big on birthdays. Right. And they were really big at giving us things when we did well. Yeah. So, like, Report cards, good grades. Right. You got, you know, you got some kind of, of dangling carrot right. there. Or, you know, if we just did something good and they figured it out, they would give us something and reward us. But we didn't get just toys all the time. Yeah. I mean, no, it was, you know, go play outside, play, play some baseball or something. Play outside. You know, one of the things for me that I got really excited about, such a small thing now, but my mom would be able to pick me up early on Wednesday afternoons from school, and it was a big deal. Yeah. We got to go to Dairy Queen, and I got a blizzard. 
Oreo blizzard. Now, that's living the life. I don't mind a good blizzard right (laughs) now. In fact, we were on the road here recently and we stopped and got a blizzard. I hadn't had a blizzard in forever. I'll be honest with you because it's still so good. I'm almost 40 and I just can't eat blizzards willy nilly. But uh, it was amazing. Yeah. And Butterfinger, by the way, is is my uh, blizzard of choice. Well, back to back to what you were talking about. Um, My dad, uh, he he obviously play the drums in church and I wanted to follow that. And I and remember I, your dad playing the drums. I've, I've heard your dad on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. I played here at Royal Wood he for did. a short time, but, um, he, I wanted, I was 14. I wanted a drum set and he was like, okay, well you're going to come work with me this summer and you're going to earn it. You yeah. know, he wasn't just going to go buy me a drum set. First of all, he didn't have the money himself, Yeah. but second of all, he wanted to teach me, you know, the value of a dollar and what it means to really earn that. So I worked with him. He was a contractor and uh, worked with him over a summer when I was 14, um, doing whatever I could, helping around a job site. And it was a big deal for me to finally earn enough, you know, to get that drum set. And uh, so that was a big life lesson for me. So how did how did that work for you? Who did you spend the majority of your time with? I, w- I live with my mom. Okay. And I visited my dad every other weekend. Okay. Every other weekend. Now, you guys lived in the same city, or y'all were... No, he lived in Beaumont, and my mom, I grew up in Bridge City. Okay. Where, that's that's about 25 miles east of Beaumont. Yeah. So. And, of course, that's always curious to me, because I have a similar situation with my mm-hmm. boys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my boys are in Dallas, and so I'm making that trip halfway. Yeah. Every other weekend, made it yesterday. Well, you'll never regret making that sacrifice. For never sure. I, I Somebody said to me, um, wow, you know, you've been, and I said, yeah, I guess, I mean, I've been doing it for seven years now. Yeah. And um, never had a second thought about Mm-mm. it. I've never been able to understand how a parent could not be in right. their kid's life if they have the opportunity. Right. Meaning they're not in prison, they're alive. You know, mm-hmm. they have means by which to, to mm-hmm. get there. Right. I just don't understand that. Well, my, my dad um, made a, a ton of sacrifices to stay involved in my brother and my life. And he would come see us um, on off nights during the week. Like during the week, he'd visit us once a week on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And he would take us to take us to Luby's, take us to our grandparents' house. One time he took us from uh, Bridge City all the way to Houston to the Galleria to go ice skating on a Wednesday night and drove us all the way back wow. that night. You know, just those little moments to him were were priceless. And I remember uh, how valuable those rides home to see my mom uh, were on w- Sunday afternoons when the weekend was over. He would ask us about what we learned in Sunday school that morning. Yeah, And so the drive was spent talking about the things we learned in, in Sunday school. And every other weekend, all those years, that kept that connection to church for for me and so it just it just means a lot thinking about it well and you know i know there has to be challenges that you face you know um i mean what were what were your feelings like when obviously you were three years old when all that happened Mm -hmm. so you didn't have a lot of thoughts right about and 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 maybe you just grew up and we're always used to that so there was no thoughts Mm -hmm. of you know anything well, different but yeah well some of my earliest memories were around that time period yeah when my parents got separated i do remember uh, my dad leaving yeah. i remember that and uh, but 
my family, both sides, I, they shielded us a lot from the uh, the things that happen in a divorce. Yeah. And uh, especially me. I mean, I was really young and um, didn't really remember a whole a whole lot of particulars. But my my dad's side and my mom's side loved me and my brother unconditionally through it all. And yeah. I can't say enough about them. I didn't see a lot of, you know, uh, domestic turmoil between my parents. Yeah. Never. And that was shielded from me. And I uh, really appreciate that. But uh, growing up, I mean, obviously, whenever you blend a family, you have an individual raising somebody who is not their biological sure. uh, son or daughter. And that in itself creates a ton of stress because there's the issue of discipline, right? Right. And uh, my stepdad and my brother did have some very difficult times in his adolescent years. And uh, it, it at times was not a very peaceful household. And uh, it, it did get very difficult there for a time. But I think through it all, my mom kept our family together and yeah. um, kept us uh, strong. And being able to lean on my dad and talk to him about things was huge. You yeah. know, my dad was like a, an outlet for me. Yeah. You know, and it made a big difference. Well, I, I think if you have a situation where, you know, parents are working together and looking after the kid's best interest. Yeah. That's always best. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's always, I think, the challenge of getting personal feelings in the way mm -hmm. or you know, reliving whatever took place to split that marriage up mm -hmm. or whatever. And I can't say enough that that can't matter. Yeah. That cannot matter. You have to move forward and go, my kids need this. I have to do this for them. Mm -hmm. I have to put personal feelings aside. Right. I have to be what they need me to be and control those things you can control. Yeah. And the rest of that, you, you just can't. Well, and you're you're seeing it from the parental side. I saw it from the child side. Sure. And uh, at the time, I mean, you don't know everything that's going on, but you right. know something's different, right. right? Right. And I think for me, it was looking at these situations and telling myself, "I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna go down that road. Yeah. I'm never going to subject. Whenever I have the opportunity, never going to subject my family to this or that." Or, or what have you, or looking at the mistakes of other siblings and saying, I'm never doing that. Yeah. You know, those were, I think those moments to me taught me more about what not to do than, sure. than what you want yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, no, I, I completely understand that. And I mean, you, you've obviously done well with those decisions. I mean, you and Emily, you know, seem to have a great relationship when I pass you on the hallway and I'm like, how are y'all doing? You're like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, uh, it's, it's, it's really a, um, a God thing. Emily and I getting together. We didn't realize when we were just friends here at church, uh, how similar our backgrounds were. Cause she comes from a mixed family too. Oh, really? Uh, really very similar circumstances to mine. Wow. It's almost eerily similar. I, I didn't. So, I, I didn't know that because yeah. I haven't had the chance. She was born in Baytown. Her um, her parents got divorced. She grew up in Mississippi, and so she was always traveling back and forth between Mississippi and Texas. Wow. And uh, you know, uh, half brother, just like me, ten years younger than her, almost. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure the both of you have had the opportunity to go. Hey. You know, we're going to make this work no matter what because yeah. of 
yeah. you know, the situations we've been through. Yeah. And it's, it's God, yeah. you know, keeping God first for sure. And building those, those, that spiritual foundation is the most critical thing for us. Yeah. And, uh, just our love for our daughter. I mean, it's, it's incredible having a child. Like I, I was not a kid person. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't always really enjoy children, but I really enjoy mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, you know, I think it's been what, almost two years ago that you started your own business. Uh, no, 13 months. 13 no. months. Yeah, 14 Probably months. Probably feels like, like longer than that yeah, in some ways. I've got some gray hairs trying to poke through. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, but that's exciting. You know, I, I know that you were working for an architectural firm mm-hmm. for a while, yeah. and then you just said, you know what? I can do this on my own. And <laughs> it was just that easy. <laughs> how, did that, how did that come about where you decided to kind of strike out on your own? Well, yeah, so uh, nice choice of words there, strikeout. Uh, I got a couple of foul tips in. <laughs> yeah, Full a lot count. of baseball references going on <laughs> yeah, today. Right? Go Astros. So, uh, no, I, I uh, attribute all of our success to my relationship with my business partner, Bryson. Um, and Who I've met, great yeah, guy. Yeah, and his, yeah. and his wife, Chelsea. It really is a family decision yeah. making a move like that. And uh, so we met in 2007, first semester of architecture school. So Bryson and I have known each other for 12 years now. Oh, wow. And um, we did study abroad together. We really became really good friends by the end of college. And uh, he was working for another firm. Uh, I went to work for a large firm uh, or downtown, and I hated it. Yeah. Um, didn't, uh, didn't enjoy it at all. In fact, I had a lot of second guesses about my career choice. It was a very uh, scary time. But so, and then I, I met with Bryson one day and he said, hey man, uh, you know, we may have an opening for a design position at my firm and my boss is a great guy. And, um, you know, it's not like a sweatshop type of an atmosphere. Right. And so I went to work there um, and we were together there for five years and so the decision to jump out on our own was really based on the fact that Bryson and I had gotten to a place in the firm where we were doing almost all of, all of the design work, and we were also managing uh, multiple projects with multiple employees under us. And our boss at the time had um, decided, or he was telling us things about his eventual retirement and that he may want to leave us the business and, and that sort of thing. And uh, the more we talked to him about it, the more we realized that he didn't really have specifics in place. Right. And so... Um, it was just kind of one of these days. Yeah, one of, of these thing. days, yeah. whenever I decide, yeah. I'll give it to you. And so that to us was kind of a, a red flag. And, and Bryson and I... Um, are kind of entrepreneurial in spirit anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so we we want that, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, we realized that he didn't really have a plan. It may be uh, a situation where it's maybe ten years from now mm-hmm. where that may fall into place. And Bryson and I looked at each other. I, I can remember we took him to breakfast one day and really hit him some with some pointed questions and didn't really have answers to them and uh so we left that 
breakfast that day and Bryce and I looked at each other and we said, we're, we're jumping out on our own. Like yeah. what, if it's going to be 10 years, what could we develop in 10 years for right. ourselves? Right. You know, and it may be easier to create a culture than it is to change a culture from scratch. Yeah. And so that was the big fundamental, that was kind of the watershed moment in that decision. And, uh, from that point forward, we, um, you know, it, it really was a leap of faith and it's kind of a long story, but, um, God has opened every single door. It really is amazing. I can, I can look back and point to specific things and specific people years before we jumped out on our own. Yeah. God had it in place. Yeah. And it was, I'll, I'll tell you one, one quick thing. Um, I was at my first company out of college. I was working with, um, a guy there and he was new, relatively new, just like I was. And for some reason, we just kind of connected. We just kind of clicked. Yeah. And, uh, we went to lunch every day together, just me and this one other guy and got to know each other a little bit. And unfortunately that firm let him go in like two or three months time. Wow. Uh, and so he took a different path got into construction, got into working for a developer. And whenever Bryson and I started our own company, he called me up the first day and told me that he had some projects that he wanted us to work on. I mean, just day one. Yeah, day one. It was such a God thing. I mean, Bryson and I are just in awe of what God did to open the doors for our company. Well, and I mean, you guys have had a lot of success already, I know. And, you know, I, I know that's going to continue for you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were just talking the other day. You guys have a lot of projects going on right now. We have several. Yeah, we have some uh, residential jobs and some commercial jobs. And, again, it's just a blessing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, and, and hopefully have some stuff for you guys to do in the future here yeah, as well. Yeah, I love that. And uh, we're, we're kind of in the works on that also. But, man, you know – I don't know, to, to see you, you're an inspiration to me. You know, you talk about your your bonus dad, we'll call him that. Right. Um, you know, being consistent and everything. When I see you, man, I see you as a person that is just so consistent. You're just always there, always been there. You're always going to be early on t- or on time. You're, you're just like, you're just constantly just boom, boom, boom. I mean, consistent. And so it's, it's doesn't surprise me for you to go back and say, these are some of the things that I've learned from my parents because you're displaying those traits right now. And I know are going to pass those things on. Well, uh, I think you have to give a lot of credit to my wife. She really keeps me in line. <laughs> she's like, she's probably going to she, listen to this and just she, pat herself on the back. She's the whole like, time. babe, you cannot miss spark. You have to be there. like, that's hilarious well anybody that knows emily knows that that is probably true that she is keeping you in line um and and i mean i'm sure you need it at times oh all the time (laughs) um i want to say we're and we're i'm going to ask you some questions here because we like to end the podcast with a few questions but uh man thank you for taking the time you know in your busy schedule to to come and and be uh, on the podcast with us but let's get into these questions real quick before we close this out if you could go on vacation anywhere and you're probably ready right now for a vacation where would you go anywhere with a golf course anywhere with a golf course but specifically ireland ireland yeah okay my wife uh 
Well, I would like to go to Ireland, Scotland, and like the northern part of the UK. Okay. That's where I'd like to go. My wife is Scottish. She has a very deep family history there, the McLeods. So okay. they have like a family castle. That's very Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I've always wanted to, to go there. I mean, that's, uh, I like golf vacations. And that, to me, that would be a bucket list that would uh, be cool. vacation. So Shannon, get to work so you can pay for that. For, uh, <laughs> that's Barry. right. Who is the one person? If you could pick one that has inspired you the most, um, probably my dad. Your dad. Yeah, my dad. Okay. Um, he more than anything has modeled um, the the verse that says, "A just man falls seven times, rises up again." Yeah. And my dad has taught me through whatever circumstance that may be happening in your life, even if it's things that you have done to yourself. Yeah. Things that mistakes that you have made or things that have that, that people have said about you or, or done to you, no matter what, you keep God first, no matter what. Yeah. My dad has modeled that my entire life and uh, and some of the stuff we've already talked about, but just teaching me um, how to work hard and be persistent. And he really instilled a lot of discipline in my life. And he's an, he's an example to me today. He's a business owner now and um, he is probably probably my number one influence yeah for sure well that's that's huge and and all of that stuff is easier said than done yeah for sure um what's your favorite gospel song if you could pick one? Oh man okay favorite gospel individual song it's kind of obscure okay but it's a song by fred hammond called you never turned you it's on turned. a it's on a, his like album uh, God Love and Romance. Okay, but uh, I don't know that one. I yeah, think. you gotta check it out. I mean, the album is about like a a, a Christian marriage, and it talks. About, it, he sings a lot of things about ups and downs in life, but this one particular song is about God never turning his back on on us. You know, oh, it's awesome. To, I have to check that out. Now, on the flip side, what's your favorite secular song? Oh man. It had to be something from like my adolescence, uh, something like uh, "Amber" by Three Eleven. Okay. Uh, like really yeah, obscure yeah. songs. You know yeah. them? I know. Yeah. I know okay. Okay. Yeah. So that that and I know the song is well. okay. Yeah. It's the intro. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. 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 Good song. Great snare sound. Yes. For drummers, you, you know they no. had the piccolo snare they always played. Yeah, but uh, probably probably that something from my that just brings back a lot of nostalgic memories. I got it, I got it. Um, so, what profession uh, other than your own would you like to attempt if you had the opportunity? Oh, that would be a good one. Outside of a professional golfer, oh man, I I've thought about this a couple of weeks ago because I knew you were going to ask me this question <laughs> and it slipped my mind. You know, I think it, this is kind of what I'm already doing, but like one day I would like to be a real estate developer, okay. you know, to be yeah. able to like see a piece of property and the potential behind it and to cultivate it. You well, know, that'd be I, cool. I mean, it's along the same lines as what you do, yeah. but obviously on a yeah. massive scale. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. Um, or maybe, or golf. maybe like stand-up comedian. That would be funny. Stand-up comedian. Okay. It would be funny because it would be an abject that. disaster. No, I, could see, I could see you doing that. I mean, I've heard you do monologue already yeah. and, and it was great. I so. have a lot of respect for comedians 
they don't get enough credit. You know, you either ha- you're either funny or Nobody you're not. Nobody gives me any respect. <laughs> no <laughs> respect. No <laughs> respect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this podcast. Please remember to like and share, make a comment, and make sure that you tune in next week, Tuesday at 7 a.m. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Brandon.